Hi, everyone. Welcome to God's Word with Friends, a podcast from Gospel Center Missionary Church. We're glad that you've joined us. My name is John Reynas. At the table with me today is Pastor Ben, Tara, Missy, and Pastor Jim. And of course, we're glad to have you. If you're on the go, thanks for listening. If you happen to have a minute to sit, you may want to open your Bible or Bible app to today's passage, which is Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 26. That's Lamentations 3, 22 to 26. Before we read the passage, let's pray together. And Ben, would you open us in prayer? Sure. Uh, gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. And Lord, we appreciate and are grateful for the afflictions in our lives. Uh, Lord, there are those who would say to follow you means we would not have any trouble or hardship or difficulty, that healing and health and prosperity are ours if we just have enough faith. But Lord, we know the truth. We know there are times that we walk through difficult paths so that you can be glorified and we can be reminded of your steadfast love. So Lord, I pray today as we look at your word, we would just be all the more reminded that you love us in the high points and in the low points, and you are steady and faithful through it all. So Lord, increase our faith today. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Lamentations chapter 3, beginning at verse 22. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Today, we want to remind you that God's mercies are new every morning. And you have the opportunity to learn a little bit about each one of us because our question this morning is this, are you a morning person? And you can follow that up with a second question, what does it take for you to get going in the morning? All right, so are you a morning person and once you're up, what's it take to get going? I am a morning person. Um, I'm definitely not a night person anyway, but I'm usually, I don't love when... uh, my kids wake me up super duper early, which happens a lot. But as long as I have a cup of coffee, uh, I'm usually good to go and pretty chipper in the mornings. It depends on your definition of morning because <laughs> I usually go to bed about 1 or 2 a.m. So in that respect, I am a morning person. <laughs> she considers 1130 still morning. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm a morning person. I uh, used to be amazed that my grandparents would get up five minutes before the alarm clock would go off. They'd always set their alarm clock, but they'd always be up before it went off. And uh, I find myself, that's to be true with me. If I, uh, and I normally just get up at seven o'clock, but I set the alarm for seven o'clock and at quarter till I wake up and I start getting ready and I turn off the alarm clock before seven. So yeah, I'm a morning person. Um, I am not one to stay in bed. So like whenever I wake up, I get up. So I'm not like the one who would like wake up and then roll over and be like, oh, five more minutes. And so that annoys my wife to no end because she's like every second that you can spare, like her alarms are like 6.33. 
because she knows it takes seven minutes to get, I mean, she, I, she just milks it. But for me, I'm like, good morning, let's do it. And off we go. Um, so I'm a, definitely a morning person. I think one of the best inventions was the snooze. <laughs> I can hit it many times. <laughs> I am, I'm just average. I am not good at waking up really early, but I like to be up and feel productive for the day. So I once I'm up, I'm good to go. And so I get up, I'm dressed, and I want a bowl of cereal to eat breakfast. I wake up hungry and just keep going for the day and getting things done. So, um, but getting up isn't necessarily the easiest thing for me. I have to get out of bed. So I like snooze, but my wife usually sleeps in later than I do, and she doesn't want me to hit snooze. So I don't ever hit snooze because of that. But in this passage, we discover that God's mercies are new every morning. And I wonder, uh, a more difficult question that uh, Jim posed to us was this, what, do you, what did you see this morning as an indication of God's faithfulness? What did you see this morning as an indication of God's faithfulness? If his mercies are new every morning, and obviously we may not have been paying attention, um, as we're up and going this morning. and um, But anybody have a maybe what we might call a testimony of how we've seen God's mercies anew even today? Just about every morning when I get up, I brew coffee. I take a few vitamins, and then I let my dog out. And as I let my dog out, specifically on a day like today that's rainy, but any day that's, that's fresh, take a big, deep, a breath of uh, outside air. I just thank God for another day. And uh, there's some great smells in the morning, you know, fresh uh, rain today or, or, or lots of different things. But uh, yeah, just thank, uh, I thank God for each new day because there's new things, exciting things that could happen. It's funny, Jim, because that like mirrors my morning. Like, I woke up, I got the coffee, I was taking the dog out and it was raining outside and I just sat on our porch swing and just the smell, the sound of the rain, just the, even though it was a gray day, it was beautiful. And I just, I just said a prayer. I said, God, thanks for today. This is, this is wonderful. And I love it. Those moments when you connect what you see out in nature with God, just like that, you know I mean? It's just like, oh Yes. I think, too, the idea of new every morning. Um, you might have had a restless night or problems that kept you awake or praying in the night, but in the morning, there's just a whole new um, attitude, a new day to tackle, and it just is refreshing. Yeah, there's new possibilities. Right. For things to happen. I know uh, this morning, even before, uh, we got together for our podcast. I had about 25 extra minutes to, to just sit and read. Um, a, I'm reading a pastoral book right now, just on the classic um, history of pastoral work. And, uh, but I find it re- refreshing and rejuvenating because it's, it's, sl- it's just a nice, slow, easygoing book. And uh, that's a, I find that a blessing from God. It, it fills my soul up sometimes to be able to read um, books that rejuvenate me. So I'm thankful for that today. This is start the day off. 
Now, a different question, and this is one uh, Ben threw out there, and he'll have to explain why he asked this question. Have you ever let someone think they were winning when playing a game? Be that a sports game or a board game or a card game or something, you, you let them think they were winning only to come back and either maybe you're just kind enough to let them win or maybe you came back and, and beat them in the end. And that Ben will explain eventually why he asked that question. <laughs> uh, that's not something I've ever done, but mostly because I'm just not very good at games. So I would not be able to uh, fake it enough to still come back and win. <laughs> but I know uh, my husband has done that to me several times. <laughs> as soon as Ben asked the question, I thought about uh, when I was in college, I played a lot of ping pong. And I was never great at it, but uh, Beth Ann would play with me just to humor me because she knew I liked to play ping pong. And, you know, she got okay at it so she could hit the ball back and forth. And the game would be tight. And then she'd look over and she'd say, you're playing left-handed, aren't you? And I'd be like, well, yeah. And she like, <laughs> we're not playing unless you play right-handed. I was like, well, I'm just working on my left-handed game today. You know, and so that it would infuriate her that I would play left-handed. And ping pong. Hmm. Well, you know, the reason I asked that question and um, because I used to do the same thing in racquetball, I'd, somebody would want to play me and I'd be like, sure, let's play. And you could tell someone who just smacks the ball around to see it bounce and someone who's a good player. And, you know, you'd play someone and you let them get a little bit of confidence, then you just tear them down. Um, but the reason I asked was, you, you know, when you do that, like, I do that with Grayson and um, I let him win or I let him do those things, but I always have this confidence that I can come out on top, that I, I'm not going to fail in this endeavor, even though the score might be against me, even though I might be down, I have a confidence that I'm going to win. <laughs> um, and that's, that's what I've done with like Leah. I let her get ahead a little bit and then I beat her, that kind of stuff. But I wonder if isn't that's not what how we should look at adversity in our lives is that sometimes we know that the score seems against us, but we know that it's the Lord who is going to deliver us. We know it's the Lord who's going to get us through that. And so the, the victory, the, the win is assured, even in the midst of adversity, um, it's just whether or not we have that confidence to know that God is going to get us through it. God is going to do it. He's the one who can get us back. Even, even no, I mean, it's like, it's like the devil thinks he's winning. He, he thinks he's getting one up on us, but the reality is, is that God knows how to win the game and he always does. And verse 23 says, the Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. So as followers of Christ, we have, we have somebody playing for us that, that always wins, mm. never has lost. Um, we've been watching this Michael Jordan uh, uh, documentary. documentary thing. And uh, it'd be like if you had it, if you're coaching a junior high team and you were down by 30 points going in the fourth quarter, but you had Michael Jordan sitting on your bench and you called him in, you knew you were going to win. Didn't matter. And, uh, and we as followers of Christ, we can know we're going to win no matter how bleak it looks. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, there, there is an air in, in some theological circles or in some churches of like triumphalism or like God's going to give us the victory that we want. The reality is, is it's God's victory. He's the one that's going to make his will come through. And we can trust that his will is best for us in all situations. Um, but he might not necessarily give us the, the new job, the new bag of money, the new <laughs> status that we want, the victory that we think we need. But God's will knows how to work in our lives so that his victory is assured. I know before we started, we were reading this in different versions. We read it in a paraphrase of the passage. And it paraphrased one of these verses as stick with God, because you know that in the end, he's the winner. And we just want to encourage people, whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, stick with God today, because his mercies, his grace, his compassion, it's new every day. And ultimately, he's the winner or the victor. So God bless and stick with God today.